Monster Game Night is a dark comedy actual play podcast that explores themes of personal and political horror. This show is not appropriate for children, and adults can find content warnings in our episode descriptions. Welcome to our Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle, Bluegrass by Night, where our coterie of ambitious vampires fights to carve out their turf in a fictional Appalachia dominated by ancient monsters. This is Ben playing Tommaso, the angry, angry Putinesca. This is Josh playing Cassius Sanders, Clear Visions, the charming clairvoyant Toreador. This is Russell playing Gordon, the cautious Lasombra. I am Nick, and I play Jason, the Banhu Akeem. I'm Mike, and I'll be your storyteller this evening. Somewhat embarrassingly, because we're very new at this and really excited to be here, I cut everyone off and rushed ahead to get started, so we skipped the usual recap that gets delivered by our players, which means you get to listen to me. I'm really sorry, and I will do my best to make sure it doesn't happen again. In episode 3, our coterie rescued Gordon after he'd been defeated by the wards that surround Jamestown. When he awoke... Both he and Clear Visions were very, very hungry. They looked around and realized that an innocent bystander was nearby. They deceived him and accidentally murdered a detective on purpose. With Dawn on their heels and body in tow, they rushed back to the Clear Visions cast tour buses and spent most of the following evening planning their next moves while Tommaso covered their tracks. As they left, they realized their crimes of the past evening hadn't gone unnoticed, and a few unmarked police cars were now watching the campground. So the Coterie decided to send Clear Vision's trusted bus driver Terrence to take the fall for the detective's murder. And that is where we open our session. To set the scene, Rosetta's SUV is a late-model luxury vehicle Richly appointed leather on the interior, very dark tinted windows capable of blocking out the brightest noonday sun, obviously made to ferry around VIPs like Clear Visions. Rosetta looks in the mirror at Clear Visions and says, Should I find another bus driver? Yes, I believe we have an opening. I'll post it right away. Thank you. So, uh, Rosetta, quick talk. Um... Tommy said he had a question for you. Are you open to discussing with him right now? It doesn't matter if she's open. We're going to do it right now, okay? I don't need your permission. Sir? She may not want to talk to you, Tommy. Exactly. We're family. We're fine. Oh, that's true. Uh, Rosetta, okay. I'm sorry. Family fights sometimes. That's something that I'm sure that you understand. So, Tommy, go ahead. All right. Suzanne Giovanni, tell me what you know about her. Just what you know, that she... They asked her to explore Jamestown for reasons that they didn't share with me, and she never came back. You don't know anything personal about her? You've worked for the capo for years. Okay, Rosetta. She was... Tell the whole truth. You know, we're, we're just trying to help you. She wasn't kind to me. No, she wasn't kind to most people. That's not a shock. In, in relation to your uh, rapport with Clear Visions, how not nice was she? <laughs> Clear Visions is great. Okay. I feel like I need an inside check. (laughs) (laughs) So much. She, Rosetta, her face looks troubled. You can see that she is struggling with herself to decide how much she should tell you. And her eyebrows furrow and she seems to come to a conclusion. And she says she was 
She was very young. She's younger than I am. And she was given the gift and I wasn't. Yeah, I know that has to be a sticking point with you. I get it. I think she's probably... I think they sent her here so that she could try to blend in at the college or maybe one of the schools. Well, she looked young enough. Yeah, maybe it could have worked. I don't know. But yeah, I was given specific orders to try to figure out what happened to her. So I'm going to be asking around a lot. And as you can tell, I'm not exactly the, the finest conversationalist. So if you could back me up on that, I'd appreciate it. I'll make sure to tell the capo that you did. So... Up until the point where you said, I'll tell the capo that you did, she had been looking very skeptical about that, and her expression changes completely, and instead it looks appraising, and she says, I'd be happy to help. Excellent. Great. I'm really proud of both of you for just bearing your emotions and really just bonding. It's, it's so nice to see. Okay, keep your eyes on the road, chap. <laughs> this motherfucker. It's a very short drive. Rosetta pulls up, and you are greeted by a stucco-sided, and stucco is being very generous here. It's probably styrofoam that's been painted to look like stucco. Sided motel. Shingles are falling off of the roof. You can see that there are... Many of the doors are propped open. You can see clothes drying on the railings. And you see that a group of cars has circled about the center. You see young men. They look to be in their late teens and early 20s. Standing around, walking between some cars that are almost really nice. And a lot of cars that are really nice if you're about 16 years old. The SUV slows to a halt. Rosetta's eyes dart to the rearview mirror, make eye contact with Clear Visions, sir. Okay, uh, I guess we're gonna go talk to these ruffians. You stay in the car. And, you don't uh, have to talk to them if you don't want to. I can go handle this myself if you want. Um, that would be fine with me. Alright. Uh, this place, it looks like an episode of Breaking Bad over there, and I'm just not a fan. This is clearly not his scene. Let's go. Alright, let's go. I'll back you up. Alright. So, we're gonna walk up to this group you can see as you approach two members of the group have uh hitched their pickup trucks to each other and are clearly engaged in a tug of war right now you can hear diesel engines (laughs) you can hear diesel engines revving and pulling and if you're still choosing to breathe at this point you can smell burnt rubber sticking to the parking lot as Eventually, one truck, a dark green one, is successful at dragging the other across. You see a young man step out. He's not wearing a shirt. He has extremely uh, faded jeans on that are torn in several places. Before uh, we get up to him, you guys notice Jason takes off his jacket and his suit jacket and his button off. You just called yourself Jason? Yeah, sorry, not Jason. (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say. (laughs) Damn it. He's a true chameleon. Yeah, Yeah, a true chameleon. All right. See how good he was? He took your shirt off. (laughs) (laughs) And you didn't even notice. Why am I doing this? (laughs) Gordon starts taking off both his suit jacket and the jacket he was wearing over it and his dress shirt and tie and leaves them in the car. And all you see is like a white wife beater with his dark pants on. And he walks up like that. Got a toothpick in your mouth? No. <laughs> <laughs> you approach the group. The shirtless young man in the faded blue jeans steps forward. 
Well, what are you doing around here? You know exactly what I'm doing around here. I'm looking for Skeeter. Where is he? Skeeter? Well, funny story about Skeeter is uh, he, I ain't seen him for a while. You know, maybe something, maybe something could jog my memory. I got something that'll jog your memory right here if you don't see anything. Uh, hold on, hold on. Look, we're just looking to pay our respect to Skeeter and to the local uh, crew. We're not looking to cause any trouble or anything. Well, I like that idea of respect. Now, how about you show me some of that, that respect that you're talking about? How about you tell him that Marco Bianchi is looking for him, okay? Get it done. I need you to roll charisma plus intimidation. How many hunger dice are in this roll? Three. All right, that's a crit. So that's a total of five. Five successes. Six. Six. Are any of those crits on a hunger die? One of them is. So there is, we have a messy critical here. So in a messy critical, you are successful, but it's not as elegant as you may have been. So how do you imagine Tommaso does this? So I think I probably repeat the question one more time. And then the punk decides he's going to step to me. And I just immediately punch him in the face. And I hurt him pretty bad. It's a heavy right cross. You watch as it's he's a young man. He's no older than 19. If that comically, his face snaps to the side. You can see a spray of blood across the parking lot. He drops down. He's having trouble speaking. You see his face has already begun to swell up. All right, all right. I'll tell. I'll tell Skeeter. Oh, oh, look at that. You made me do something I didn't want to do. What a shame. Gordon picks him up and kind of dusts him off and says, you better do what he says. Just go get Skeeter for us. Yeah, maybe you should okay. respect your elders a little bit. Gordon gives you a little look like you're one to talk. And then he pulls a handkerchief out of his back pocket and says, here, go go clean yourself up against Skeeter now. Go. I'll go. I'll go get Skeeter right now. Right now. Right now. Anybody else around here have a problem? Hmm? The entire group of them suddenly has something else to worry about. They're all looking down at their phones or something else. Nobody is making eye contact. <laughs> this group is well and truly intimidated at the moment. That's what I like to hear. A little while later. And I think I go and I sit on the, the hood of the kid's truck. Just <laughs> <laughs> You watch as the young man... He doesn't limp off, but if he were a dog, he'd have his tail between his legs. Steps away, walks off to one of the rooms of the motel. A few moments later, he emerges, this time accompanied by a much older man. This man looks to be in his late 60s or possibly older than that. Balding, button-down plaid shirt worn open, very, very tan skin, the belly also looks to be tan, too. You gather this guy spends a lot of time shirtless outside. He walks over. I'm Skeeter. You were looking for me? You know Mr. it. Mr. Bianchi. Yes. Marco Bianchi. Marco Bianchi. I've heard that name before. Yep. As you should. From what young Mr. Francis tells me here, I gather that we got a little bit of a off on the wrong foot, and I just want to make sure you know that I'm just here, and I'm happy to help you, and... Yeah, no, you you got to understand. I mean, you got you got young employees working for you. Sometimes they got to learn a few lessons. It's all right. Hey, listen, you can have Francis call my boss. He'll reimburse him for the hospital trip, okay? I'll do that. And you know, it takes a strong hand to keep them in check. And I look down at my hand and I say, yeah, 
Happens. Now, I gather this visit isn't entirely about pleasure. Unfortunately, it's not as much fun as that was. So, um, me and my associates here, we're uh, in town, and we're working on a little bit of a mystery. And I have a feeling I'm going to be needing to call on the services of you and your loose organization here every once in a while if you catch my drift. I'd be happy to help. Of course, I'm sure you'll be reimbursing us for any kind of incidental expenses. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I just made that offer, didn't I? Of course. Yes, great. So um, one of the things I'm first going to need, I would hope that you and some of your friends has some contacts at Dearborn Community Hospital. Sorry, I had to do it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'll say it again. You know, that sign is a source of endless humor here in Jamestown. Yep. You see, trying to just ingratiate myself to the locals already. I appreciate you not getting annoyed about that. So, me and my associates, and we'd appreciate if there's no questions asked on this, we're going to need to set up sourcing some blood bags from there. Now, that might be a little bit of a problem. Of course, I understand. That ain't a place where you just go prying around, looking for what you might want. Now, I can try and send a few boys in and see if they might be able to smuggle out a few bags for whatever problem it might be that you're trying to solve, but I don't got a lot of faith in their ability to succeed in this. Would it be easier for them to go to the local blood bank? I have my doubts. That blood bank is... Lockdown, you know they get deliveries done with an armored truck? What kind of blood bank uses an armored truck? Um, not to give too much of my info away, but that doesn't shock me. That's why I asked about the hospital. I can try to get some people inside. I can try to make some friends for you. Well, making friends would probably be the best way to go about it. There's probably at least maybe a one underpaid tech who might not mind getting some bonus on the side, flipping a few bags out to us every once in a while, you know? That sounds kind of expensive. Of course it sounds expensive, but as you know, my organization's good for it. Well, I look forward to learning about that. Yeah, we'll be talking. Just see what you can do within the next couple nights, okay? Have yourself a very pleasant evening. Yeah, you too. So, um, while I got you, one other thing. What kind of ends do you have over at the university? All kinds. That's very good to hear. We're going to go around and see a few other friends in the area, but we'll be talking very soon. Well, you let me know. I got plenty of people that know quite a bit about the goings on at that college. All right. And at that point, I'll put my hand out. He takes it. He's got a big sweaty palm, shakes it twice. And then I put my other hand around it. And I grip real hard, and I say, looking forward to working together. I would make you roll for this, but I know the outcome of that. (laughs) You have intimidated this man into serving you. All right, gentlemen. The night is ours. Well played. Hey, you got to know how to talk to these people, and sometimes how not to talk to them. (laughs) Honestly, I didn't mean to hit that kid that hard. He just kind of pissed me off. I'd almost feel bad about it, but, I mean, it's, it's an experience he needed. Especially if he's going to live this life. Yeah, it looked like his face was made out of glass. Don't worry about it. Everyone needs a couple of uh, scars to remember. Yeah, I mean, I get a nice look at this one every once in a while. Have I ever told you that story? 
some other time, obviously. We got stuff to do. Yeah, we'll have to sit down over a couple of blood bags. Sounds good. By the way, Jason, kid, I set that up for you too. So if you need it, just let me know. Appreciate it. All right. So now you both have stuff you want to do. Where are we going? I think to your uh, to your contact next. Very good. Okay. Back to the car. You return to Rosetta's SUV. The SUV clicks to life. Clear visions. What have you and Rosetta been talking about this entire time? So, Rosetta, how much do you enjoy that that popular band, the Ink Spots? You know, they premiered in 1943. They're just one of my favorites. Uh, did you listen to that mixtape that I gave you? Yes, I. Mm-hmm. Yes, I listened to it always and forever. And uh, it's my okay, what was your what was your favorite track? Was it a uh, I don't want to set the world on fire or don't get around much anymore. What What did you really like about them? Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, I... What has set the world on fire really spoke to me. Yeah, I just really like Fuqua's vocals. I just think that, that counterbass is so interesting. Don't you just think so? Yes. Hey, yes. okay. We're done. Those are definitely <laughs> words that I know. Oh, I'm sure all the kids are still listening to that. It's real popular. Yes, it's truly timeless. Mm-hmm. Dang, CV, I didn't know you had good taste in music. What? What'd you think I listened to? Them ladies of the Gaga or whatever you're talking about nowadays. Spyman, do you have any idea what they're talking about? We're talking about jazz, baby. You know Ella Fitzgerald, the ink spots? The what? Ah, you're way too young for this. Rosetta, I'm glad it's you okay. appreciate this. Don't worry about it. Whatever. What do you listen to, Tommy? You don't want to know. I bet he listens mostly to the Italian opera. Oh, that's the classic. You know, uh, how, how about Pagliacci? You like that one? You just made that word up. No, he's a sad clown. I thought you'd like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rosetta, we got stuff to do. Let's go. Please, let's get out of here. This place is disgusting. Do we hear anything good? Oh, we heard plenty good. Trust me. Especially the sound of my fist cracking that kid's face. That felt real good. You get a little frustration out there, did you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> punishment isn't usually necessary to... Yeah, it, you know, it seemed a little bit violent. It wasn't corporal, I'll just tell you that right now. He has his own way of speaking to uh, these people. I, and yeah, clearly it worked. It probably can't be helped. Uh, All right, Rosetta. Uh, we're going to uh, the faint public house. It just remind me to give you a few voice lessons later, old man, okay? Oh, yeah. Point of order. I'm sure you've got a fantastic singing voice. It's not faint public house. It's faint public hose. <laughs> Someone, There's only one sign painter in this town, and he is illiterate. <laughs> this is true to George or to Jamestown fashion. <laughs> I can't believe you guys thought it was house. That's crazy. I know. Obviously, right? that's not what that was meant to be. <laughs> It's got an umlaut. It's ooze. 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 How dare you, sir? <laughs> that was the best that they could do. The only place in this entire town that's spelled properly is Vortex Industries. I don't think that's a coincidence. <laughs> that's not true. You they have, have a budget. You have the Henry Clay Academy for Discerning Learners. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, it's not working out that well. (laughs) (laughs) A few moments later, it's a very short drive from the super late motel to the faint public house. As the car 
poles across town, you finally enter into Jamestown's downtown proper. This is a pretty interesting area because Jamestown is very proud of its heritage as a place that's known for breeding horses of all kinds. Carriages. Still crossing the streets. They're kind of a tourist attraction. There is a local billionaire who sponsors this. But for whatever reason, there's a very large amount of horse-drawn traffic throughout Jamestown. And the city encourages it. Hey, uh, Clear Visions, does this make you feel more at home with all these horse and buggies? Uh, you know, it's not really my scene. I, um, horses are one of the few animals that Kindred can actually tolerate fairly well. But, um, I don't know, I feel kind of bad for them. I mean, but this is more your time frame, right? Was horse and buggy? You see one shit as a peasant by the window. <laughs> yeah, that was, like th- this should make you feel more at home. It was a looking back at it with my rose tinted glasses was pretty nice, but uh, I'm sure I, I'm just happy we have these cars now. I don't know. I feel kind of they just gotta walk in circles all day and listen to you know probably drunk people take them as a taxi home from bars. I don't know. I'm not a fan. Hey, trust me, Claire. I thought I got away from working with horses. I know. Gordon, we just can't all be bleeding hearts like me. This is a part of the city that very clearly grew up through the years and was sort of added onto haphazardly. So the streets are not nice square blocks. Instead, the SUV is rocking back and forth as Rosetta makes random turns throughout. The surface of the roadway changes. It goes from nice modern blacktop to being suddenly horribly rutted, awful cobblestones in just the space of an instant for one block. And eventually, Rosetta pulls to a halt, and you find yourselves on the road in front of the, of the faint public house. The faint public house looks to be a very storied building. It is a long hall clearly has been renovated several times. The construction as it is now looks to be almost modern. The SUV pulls to a halt. Rosetta puts on the hazard lights. I'll wait here then. All right, I'm climbing out. Sling my guitar over my shoulder. You step out onto the not really bustling streets of the city center of Jamestown. The entrance to the faint public house is a wooden painted door very narrow compared to modern construction. Clearly it's been around for a while. You push the door open, you step inside, and you're greeted by the sight of rows upon rows of tables with benches alongside them. This was obviously constructed at a time when the city tended to its underfed bachelor population by constructing young men's homes and public houses that served a warm meal and you were happy with whatever you got. It has adhered to that tradition. There aren't really waiters and waitresses as per se. There's just a long line and a man standing at the end who seems to be collecting people's payments. It's not empty at this time of night. That's fascinating. Anyway, all right. This time of night is when? It's actually still fairly early. It's just gone probably like midnight at this I mean, it's better than that motel. I, I guess it's rustic. I'm walking up to this man that's uh, collecting the money. Hey there, I'm uh, looking for Pascal. Pascal. I'll have him sent over. Thank you. Uh, we'll just be right over there. A few moments later, you see a very short, hunched person walking across the floor of the faint public house. He approaches, holds his hand out, and says, 
So you're looking for Pascal, right? Yeah, that's right. What's your name? It's Jason. It's a pleasure to meet you in person. Jason, I'm so happy to meet you. Tell you what, why don't you shake the dust off your shoes and come on back to one of the private parlors with me? Absolutely. He leads you to a private parlor, takes a seat, flips his hood back, and you see the face of what can only be a Nosferatu. His skin is incredibly vascular. You see veins where there shouldn't be veins. They're popping out all over his face. Even in his eyes, you can see ridges of texture. His forehead is just one big ball of wrinkles and veininess. Well, good evening, Jason. Been told to expect you. That's right. I believe you uh, You have some accommodations for me. I do. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, what can you tell me about the, uh, the going that's on around this town? Well, we've been looking around a little bit, and you notice that as he's having this conversation with you, he is fiddling underneath the table with something. I... Tommaso's going to push his chair back a little bit to see if he can get a view of it. How are you doing this? I don't think stealth is in Tommaso's character. (laughs) So. Okay. So you're just trying to get a look at this. Yeah. So I'm not going to make you roll for it. Okay. Underneath of this wooden table where you're seated, he is flipping switches in a really careful order. Can I see if they're connected to anything? They're attached to the table. Mm, Okay. Keep that in mind. A few moments later, you hear a clattering sound as the wall behind you rolls up like a garage door. And behind you, you see what looks like the floor of a warehouse. The only light inside of it comes from a television. You see a figure hunched over and watching the television inside. Now, why don't we go on inside and talk a little bit more quietly? We got to get one of those rolling walls. That is, that's brilliant. I made that myself. If you're impressed about that, I made that. Oh, wow. Uh, I don't think I introduced myself. I, I, well, really, an introduction isn't necessary, but Clear Vision's TV's most famous medium. We've seen you on the television. We were there. Mm-hmm. You Was were on, on that it. TV right over there? On that TV right there. We saw you. Oh, well. How would you think of the show? It's... It was great. We'll just keep going. It's... It's not as... It's not bad. It's what it is. It's not bad. Thanks. I'm just happy to meet him. Yes, yes, let's let's step inside. Oh, yeah, who's that gentleman over there? That is my partner, Benedict. Not real talkative. Is there a reason for that? I think he just likes to be quiet and watch the television. Okay, I'm going to post up right where, like, the wall closes. Just kind of lean against it, and I'm just going to... Not really a fan of this whole organization i don't like how sneaky they are it makes me not trust them so i'm just gonna stay out of the way okay yeah gordon's going to meld and stealth into the shadows Ooh, interessante give me dexterity plus stealth six six successes you hear a voice from the figure watching the television i know you're out there yeah i don't think he surprised anybody anyway (laughs) so uh, how about telling me what you know hi benny it's great to meet you what you watching over there Muffy? (laughs) What is that? You haven't seen Muffy the Succubus Slayer? No. um, Is that not really like... Is it a talk show? Are the demons on it? Is that the adult version of another famous show called Duffy? 
Are you serious right now? The Dragon Slayer? The Muffy the Succubus Slayer. Mm-hmm. I thought this dude didn't talk. I, I also thought... He doesn't. I mean, I don't want to talk, but if you talk about that... <laughs> are, well, are you... Everybody talks if you talk about their interests. Yeah, but <laughs> are you sure that this is not Duffy the Dragon Slayer? Sir, I assure you that I am talking about Muffy the Succubus Slayer, only the single greatest television show to ever air. <laughs> so, uh, Benny, I'll add it to my watch list, but... Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, so what's your deal in this, like, factory? I mean, I, I know you watch great television, but anything else? Pascal speaks up and says, Yeah, so we kind of lost uh, a lot of us getting across that river. We weren't real prepared for that one. <laughs> so yeah, I heard that was a little bit of a rough going. Yeah. Huh. Wonder why. I'm glad you made it through. Oh, we didn't do that dirt trick. Dirt trick? Oh, yeah, you just pick it up and throw it over your shoulder and then run across the water. That's what worked for us. Uh, yeah, wish. yeah, it worked for us. That's right. It's the, it's the spell that Jason told me. D- d- what? <laughs> That's yeah, not totally everybody could do that. It's just me. All right. It worked pretty good for me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. If you do it right, unlike some people over here, I threw it over the left shoulder, not the right shoulder. I'm sorry. Uh, See, these things are all about the detail. I know. Maybe that's what Tammy did, but I know that. Well, I had to. That was a hard, hard night. I. But if you can tell me how to get across that next time, I'm going to have some questions for you because I barely made it, and I ain't proud of what I did that night. We've all been there. I bet Muffy would have gotten across, though, right? Muffy would have... Oh, my God. Muffy would have just torn up the entire river and dug a trench across with his bare hands. Yeah, he would have. Gordon. Yeah. Are you sure that it's not Duffy would have done that? Because Duffy would have done it with his feet. Oh, for fuck's sake. Who the fuck is Duffy? Duffy is nobody. It's Duffy. Duffy is the dragon slayer. Dragons are way more of a hard thing to kill than a succubus. Muffy the succubus slayer is... Hey, could we stay on track here? Uh, We don't have all night. (laughs) So, back on topic, if we don't mind. Exactly. We get in the house or whatnot, Pascal. What's up? Yeah, we got a place for your house. Might be a little a little strong of a word for what it will surely be a carnival of excitement and joy. See, that sounds fun. We just sit in our mansion with a wraparound porch, you know, just <laughs> loving it. Yes, yes, there is definitely a porch. Hey, Claire, <laughs> go, a go, hesitant. <laughs> go, go back to Lafayette if you need your porch, okay? We're going to make do. Okay, fine. Uh... I'll just watch this Muffy or whatever. Let's not Let's see worry too much about the particulars of my haven. Thank you. Uh, okay. Oh, l- listen to that right there. My haven. Yeah. Wow. So anyway. Let's yeah. be real right Pascal. now. Let's, <laughs> let's be real right now. We're told that a... Back to the task at hand. We're told that a, and a, a singular yeah. assassin was coming to town to do his wet work. And we were to acquire, acquire premises for that <laughs> singular assassin... Ward it, which we did, kind of, and make sure it's a safe place to be. <laughs> yes, of course. So. Those motherfuckers did it to me again. I just Unbelievable. Think all circumstances, and we lost half of our people doing this. So I just think all things considered, we did real good. I, yes. Yes, you did. I believe. And I appreciate it greatly. So. Just did your best. <laughs> we did our best. So if you look, 
I'll show you real quick. There's a bar just across the way called Ridley's, and it's got a basement. And we found space for you in that basement. Sounds perfect. It's it's a place. Were you able to uh, acquire any other uh, resources for me? Well, there's a lock on the door that's real good. Now, we set the code to this. And, uh, Firearms, sustenance, books. Yeah, there's, there's guns and blood and books in there. Wait, there's blood? There's blood. No, there's not blood. Too late. <laughs> yes, thank you. We got it. Pascal hands you an eight-digit code written on a silver paper. Oh, perfect. I'll slide that right into my notebook here. Do you show that to any of us? Nope. Of course not. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Our card- I take it and just immediately slide it right into the pages of my notebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, re- you remember that thing I said I set up for you? I expect the same to be granted my way. Just remember that. Yes, yeah, so uh, I'm glad you were able to uh, acquire all of this. Uh, do you have a uh, steady supply of the uh, the bags? Well, not exactly. That's kind of... That's a losing proposition in the city. So we tried to steal some, and you hear Benedict give a huff. <sighs> Benedict is real sensitive about this, so we might just want to come in a little bit closer, because Benedict, he tried to get in, and he says that he didn't really want to, but if I'm guessing, I think that that security was a bit much for him. That's all right, Benedict. I'm sure you did your best. Sure. For a Muffy fan, sure. So, uh, as for the town... What's been going on? Any interactions behind the scenes we should be aware of? Well, check this out. Y'all know what a thin blood is? Of course. I've heard of them. There's some of them, and they're they're ashen vampires. Killing them right up. How many? A couple. I don't know. I only heard about two or three of them. Why why are they doing that? Thin bloods are? Yeah. That's unusual. This sounds like the perfect opportunity for us. They call themselves the Ashfinders, and they want to, well, they ash these elder vampires, and they do some kind of witchcraft or sorcery with what gets left behind. You said they're ashing elders? Yeah, they got some pretty old ones. I just have one thing to say. Their name is not very creative. They're not really finding the ash. They're creating it, right? Am I right? Young people these days. Mm-hmm. Hey, no, okay, besides the point. You got any idea of who they are, where they are? All around Jamestown College is where I'd guess. Oh, what a surprise. All right. This has been happening on college grounds? Well, not always, but if I were to guess where they're making their home, that'd be my... Very good. Okay, that's helpful. Thank you. All right, I'm going to throw a name at you. Suzanne Giovanni. That don't mean nothing to me. Great name, though. I want to check to see if they're being truthful there. Wits plus insight. To success. Pascal does not appear to be lying. Okay. We know about some dogs running around here, specifically of the uh, feral kind. Very tall kind. Yeah, one of our friends, he said that uh, there's some particularly nasty ones over here. Uh, don't, don't call him a friend. An acquaintance. Um, fine. Well, I saw one. Just one. Over at the Vortex Industries plant. I didn't stick around to see where he went or what he did, but... I scampered off and hid away, but 
So no big uproar about any of them, huh? I think they're pretty good about covering their tracks. That would be impressive. That's fair. Yeah. What do you know about this bloody chalice that they found? They took that bloody chalice, because that's, that's what got me here in the first place. So they took that off. It was at Jamestown College for a bit. And then for some reason, it got moved to the Anthropology Center. Now, I'm given to understand that the chalice, it was full when they brought it to Jamestown College. Full of blood? Yeah, what was it full of? Probably blood, maybe something a little richer. I think that's a little little breachy. And not, and some kid was carrying it around. It's like, hey, look at this. I got a cup full of, full of juice. Yeah, I find that weird too. But if you go see it at the Anthropology Center... It's empty now. The whole center? No, the... No, just the cup. The cup. The cup's the cup empty. The cup's empty. Don't jump to conclusions, kid. <clears throat> what about what happened to the kid that found it? He died a few days ago. Where is he? Where's his body at now? Yeah, is it still up and walking? Not that I know of. I think it was just a funeral. I'm sure you could find his body somewhere. And what was his name? You know that? I, I never bothered to ask. Ah, uh, convenient. Honestly, you've been a great help, Pascal. I just wanted to say thanks. Not particularly on this one note, but on the rest of it. Good good work. Listen, I can tell when someone is condescending at me, and all I, I promise say- I'm not. I just sound like that all the time. Yeah, yeah actually, he does. Yeah, don't, don't worry about him. Any- <laughs> Three of us died getting in here. Three of us. I reach over to him to, like, pat him on the back. You know, it, it's okay. Um, I, I just feel really bad for you. And I want to get a premonition about him. Ooh, okay. Very well. Very nice. Uh, it's resolve aspects. Mm-hmm. Okay, I do get hungrier. Very well. Two successes. Two successes. Yeah. Clear Visions stretches out, touches Pascal on the back. You feel his absurdly vascular skin underneath of your palm. <laughs> Oh boy. So veiny. <laughs> Clip that. <laughs> Clear Visions projects himself into the blood. Clear Visions sees Benedict leading Pascal around with a collar around his neck, a chain, and Benedict feeding from Pascal. Pascal, you know. I just have this very condescending tone all the time, but trust me, I've I have I've been blessed with certain powers. I can tell you that everything is going to be okay, and that um, you and Benedict are going to have a very happy ending to this. Well, that's real comforting to hear that. Real good. And Pascal kind of scratches his neck a little bit. Uh, I got nothing else for you, my man. Uh... Really, it was kind of gross to touch your back, and I will <laughs> never do it again. But I really thanks for all your help. Is there any other information that you might have for us? You don't have to provide it to me. I, I'm done here. <laughs> okay, well, just ignore him. <laughs> all right, so something I meant to get to earlier when we were talking. So these Ashfinders, when they kill a vampire, one of us, a lick like one of us, it doesn't Whatever they kill, it sticks around. Sticks around how? It can manipulate mortals. Can 
take control of them and make them do and feel things. Are they actively using this? Yeah. I don't know if they realized it yet, what they're doing. I think they're just young and having a good time. Okay, now I'm back into it. So I think they're just killing the husk and like the, the soul remains. Is that what you're getting at? That's, that's a real poetic way of putting that. That just, that don't seem right. Tommy, is that something you do? Why, why are you looking at me? That, I don't know. You think I would spend my time doing something like that? I just figured with, you know, the, the ghosts and, you Aren't know, you, just... I'm not surprised by any of this. Yeah, isn't this, like, your clan's secret? It's not really a secret. That's true. Yeah, obviously, considering the blabbermouths over here talking about it. Yeah, no, this is exactly the kind of thing that I was expecting to find around here. Oh, look at that. The font of information. No, I was just hoping that maybe you could give us a little bit more insight into this. I got nothing for you, sorry. Fine, Jason, give us some insight into this. Yeah, why don't you actually ask the one that seems to know what's going on? All right, so yeah, uh, when they, they killed the vampires in this ritual, what's left is called a uh, a beast shard. Yeah, I, I believe it. I've heard of mortals getting caught up in it, and they get real weird. Oh, don't I know it. They get real uh, angry. Kind of fasty, you might even say. Okay, so that's very helpful. Thank you. Uh, anything else around town that's going on? I mean... Did you hear about that? The police officer who's missing? You know, I heard something about that. I heard some methed out trucker got him. <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard too. Methed out trucker got him and they... They caught him leaving the bluegrass horse park. Imagine that. Mm -hmm. Bunch of ruffians over there. <laughs> Bunch of ruffians. You know, what are they What are they thinking? Coming to this nice city of Jamestown and bringing their ruffian ways with them. Mm -hmm. Yes, Just make that. sure you tell everyone that trucker definitely did it. I got it on Pascal good word. holds his palm out and says, I'll make sure everyone hears about that dirty, methed out trucker that did it. Sure. I'll shake his hand. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for a little... I, I'm not being real clear right now. How does so like $150 I'm waiting tables at a restaurant. $150 sounds okay, but I'm waiting tables right now. Mm -hmm. So I could use some... Oh, here's the deal. I have a large crew that is in the area. What if... I don't have the cash on me right now, but what if we do an after-shoot party? We could do it here. We'll tip real big. That sounds great. Mm -hmm. I'll definitely spread that story around after the party. That's fair. Thanks. Okay, yeah, I'm just going to say, here's 200 bucks for your trouble. Thank you. Thanks. That makes all the difference. Gordon walks out. Thanks, Gordon. I walk right behind Gordon. Very good. Thank you. Benedict, I'll check out that show. Later. Benedict does not respond to that, but you do hear Duffy the Dragon Hunter. What the fuck? <laughs> dumbest show. Duffy the dumbest show. <laughs> so question, what did Benedict look like? Benedict, you didn't really get a good look at him. Yeah, he was but sort of just in, hunched over. Yeah, he was hunched over watching television. If you had gotten a good look at him, Benedict is horrifically hairy. Um, literally every inch of his face is covered in loose, very thin looking hair. Oh, he's got that werewolf syndrome. Kinda, yeah. Mm. 
grows out of like his Adam's apple and stuff. It's real bad. I have a question. As I'm walking away, would you let me, and I'll roll to see if I I get hungrier, would you let me cast... Activate. uh, Activate. (laughs) uh, Activate Shadow Cast to smack him upside the head for superficial willpower damage for that comment. I absolutely would let you do that, yes. I do get hungrier for this, but I'm going to do it. You hear a... It's Wits plus a... Who the fuck did that? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're all out the door already <laughs> totally worth getting hungry for just saying as you walk away you hear pascal and benedict shouting at each other <laughs> the wall rolls shut behind you you find yourself standing in the faint public house again well nice to know you've got your nice yourself nice and set up in this city kid appreciate it yeah well that sounds like a swanky pad <laughs> yeah enjoy hanging out near you know Doggy right country, if you catch my drift. You know the right people, you get some benefits. I ought to smack you. Exactly, you know me. You should know this. That's how we got that that cool buzz. <sighs> Where are you going from here? Back yep. to the car, to wherever. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'd go visit the priest. As you return to Rosetta's car, who do you think arrives first? Gordon and Tomasa walked out first. Yeah. So I think it would be us. Probably. Which of you opens the door? I'm guessing it needs to be me. Oh, dear God. Tomaso, as you open the door, the first thing that you hear is a horrific inhaling and sucking of breath. And then you look and you see a Rosetta seated in the front passenger seat, her hands ripped around her, her face rolls toward you, her eyes wild and crazed, her face sweating madly, and she's just saying, not worthy, not worthy, not worthy, not worthy, not worthy. Is she doing anything else? That's all. And that, that is where we stop where our, we our session. No, yeah, I think, you, I think <laughs> yeah. we cut it. Not worthy. Else? No, yeah. that's, that's very concerning. Hey guys, we're Monster Game Night. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. I'm Mike, your storyteller, and I am joined at the table by... I'm Russell, and I play Gordon. Ben playing Tommaso. Nick playing Jason. And Josh playing Clear Visions. Tune in next week. We release an episode every Monday. Also follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher. We'd love to hear from you on all social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Monster Game Night. Also, please give us a rating, write a review, and tell your friends and family about the show if you enjoyed it. Word of mouth is the best way for a small, independent show like ours to grow. We hope that you can come to our next... Monster Game Night.